Hi everybody and welcome to the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. This week on the show we're talking a little about branding yourself. Um, what is it that you actually want to be known for and how can you communicate that well to other people? So we are going out live to all the various places, so let me know in the chat where you are watching from and, you know, I keep trying to make fetch happen. So if you want to do hashtag uh, team live if you're watching live or if you're watching later on, uh, throw that uh, hashtag team replay into the chat. But Sam, how are you going? How's your week been? I, I suspect it's been rather crazy because it is every single time we talk. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, less crazy than last week in which, you know, my daughter had a major, like, not major, but had a, a, a second trip to the emergency room in, in so many weeks. That's super fun. She's fine. Everyone's good. Uh, we're great. Um, it's actually calming down. The, the in-laws have gone back to Michigan. Uh, Iris got her stitches out. I'm not sure if she's willing to let me talk about that so i'll gloss over that i said anything um and our, our cats are being adopted and and we're down to like one foster in the actual house so it's 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 getting there it's turning over to a new year and so on and so forth anyway how's things with you john uh things are, are pretty good it's funny um i i've been telling myself like all year that um i you know i almost in, in my day job, I need to figure out what I'm trying to tell you here. In my day job, I don't always love it. And I've been telling myself for like six months, you'll have holidays at the end of the year. You'll have holidays at the end of the year. And I think at some point it dawned on me that there were only going to be two weeks and that wasn't going to be long enough. So a part of me was like, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to create all other things. And the reality has been much more. I have to rest and just, just chill out a bit. So sure. I'm going to be doing that. And I think I'm better for it. But um, sometimes you do need to set those expectations even with yourself. But... Hello to the people in the chat. Uh, Insomnia Doodles is watching Team Live and saying woo. Um, Seed is watching from Germany where it's ridiculous o'clock. Um, we appreciate that you, you know, don't sleep and come hang out with us <laughs> as, as well. Um, and Insomnia is just saying that, uh, you know, she's glad that yep. Iris is okay, but that is su certainly super scary. Sure. So Insomnia Doodles also writes, and I'm going to read this, so I'll look away from the camera for a second. I'm excited to hear your points on branding yourself. I think I have a decent grip on it, but I would love to learn more. And I yeah. guess let's just, just start there because I think the thing that I try to explain to people is that stuff online, like it's never really done. Like it's never completed. There's sure. always an opportunity to go back and revisit things. And, you know, you will sort of change over time. So it's worthwhile doing that. Um, Whereas I, I guess the, the example I have is that a printed physical book, once you printed it, it's kind of done. And I draw on that example because somebody thanked me in the acknowledgements of a book once and spelt my name wrong. And, and oh, you, know, you can't go back and change that until the next edition. So, but right. today we do want to think about how you might be branding yourself and whether that's yourself, literally you as a, as a personal brand, whether that's your business, whether that's the services you offer, your, yeah. your charity or causes. I know there are a couple of things that um, Insomnia Doodles in particular is very, very passionate about and sort of uh, spends a fair bit of time working towards. Yeah. But I guess really at the end of the day, it's important that, well, first of all, you know who you are, but also that the other people in your audience sort of have a sense of who you are and how you communicate that about yourself. So Sam, I, I guess what would you encourage people to, to think about when it comes to, you know, just uh, communicating who they are to another to a potential audience, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the uh, I think the thing that I always go to is um, the uh, 
The whole primal branding thing, which if you're not aware, I haven't even read the book, but I've read several things about (laughs) the book Primal Branding. It's a very good book. A lot of people use it. Um, But he starts with why you do what you do. You know, why are you out there doing what it is? Why are people going to be interested in, in, you know, listening and watching it? So tied into that who is, is really a strong, like, messaging of, like, why. We... Uh, Cute Avalanche want to help uh, do our part to make Los Angeles a uh, kill-free shelter system. That is our why. You know, that is our main goal. Save cats from the streets and the shelters. And the streets are tied right into the shelters because if we can, you know, save them from there, somebody else isn't finding those kittens and going, oh, I better take these to the shelter. No, don't. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to cut you off at the source there so yeah that is the strongest why we could you know find whether or not we spent hours and hours going what's a good branding strategy for why we would save cats no that is legitimately the thing that we saw the need for um and that became our core value and our goal and that is our why and that is who we are is fosters that do this thing absolutely um, so, I mean, in, in some ways, I, I think some things are kind of inherently more easily t- uh, more easily communicated than other things. So sure. it kind of depends on who you are and what you're doing. But I guess, you know, the, the example that I often sort of come back to is if somebody asks you what you do and you rattle off 37 buzzwords and jargon and stuff. And like, not only is that not memorable, but often people don't even know what that means. And especially with... Uh, in corp- larger corporations, there are a lot of buzzwords. There are a lot of really elaborate, shall we say, um, job descriptions yeah. that may or may not mean anything. So yep. I think it's it's important that you think about um, condensing that because people are really busy. They don't really need... We don't want to make them jump through the hoops to try and figure out what you're actually referring to um, in that regard. So it's really, really worthwhile exploring. Um, Saeed is writing Start With Meow. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I guess in That's some fair. ways, you know, you are appealing to to cat people. Um, and, sure. and when I say that, I mean people that are interested in cats, not people that are part human, part cat. Um, I mean, but maybe. certainly, um, you know, and I guess in your audience in particular, you've got people that love cats, mm-hmm. uh, people that may be owning cats, people that may yes. want to foster cats as well. But it's sort of, that's that common thread. And I guess... You know, when I when I think about the the cat situation, um, I'm going to be talking about cats a lot today. I suspect um, <laughs> but th- there are obviously different people in the world that already feel very strongly and are super invested in that. But I love the way that you yeah. you talk about you know encouraging uh, the the non kill shelter aspect of that as well. So I guess for me, um, and this is where I have to take a step back and sort of admit to being a little bit weird because I don't have anything to sell. I'm not, I'm actually not selling services or products or anything at the moment. And occasionally some people will reach out to me and be like, I want to work with you. And I'm like, that's wonderful, but I have no time at all. Um, I'm, I'm happy to sort of uh, set you up with some resources and be ready to go. But my big thing is that I was uh, a face-to-face uh, teacher and teaching information technology subjects and everything from basic word processing to sort of more advanced web design development subjects. And 
I don't really do that anymore, but I really missed the, the, the act of teaching and teachers are treated really badly in all kinds of contexts and not paid enough. And it's, it's really sad, but I, I really do like that element of sharing information and helping people make transformations is super important to me. Um, certainly the, the work that I do on YouTube and LinkedIn really is about, um, uh, about personal branding. It's wanting to help people. It's wanting to let people know who I am and what I'm capable of because when the world changed and, you know, I was suddenly no longer a teacher because the pandemic, um, yep. you know, I was very conscious of the fact that nobody really knew who I was or what I was capable of. And at the risk of sounding really modest, I know how to do a lot of things. So it's, it's worth um, showcasing that. And I think that's, that's really important. I guess some of the, the questions that I, I just had in my notes here were, who are you? What do you do? How do you help people? And what difference do you make? And I think those are really important questions. And we certainly will talk about visual branding. We'll talk about video branding uh, later on in this segment. But I think it's really important that you get clear on who you are and what you do and what things are important to you, what things you value, and what things are just outside of the scope of all of that. Yeah. Um, I feel like well, I've been talking a lot. I'm going to check in yeah, with yeah. The, the chat just quickly, and then I'll let Sam uh, offer some thoughts as well. Sure. Um, big hello to uh, Walter Strong III from The Huddle, and who's saying a good evening. And we will be on The Huddle <laughs> later this month. Um, yeah. I kind of just... I only just realized this the other day, and I told Sam, but... Um, when we talk to Walter, it'll be my birthday, but only in my time zone. So that'll be a fun thing. <laughs> nice. It'll be birthday Eve over here. Um, yes. To, to add to what John was saying, once you've figured out your who, what, where, when, why, uh, you will then have a giant paragraph of what you are and what you, why you do what you do. And you need to trim that down into a 10-second uh, you know, elevator pitch. And then... There you have like the core essence of your your brand. You know, you want the long version so that you can have like the about us page, but you also want the, oh hey, what do you do? Oh, here's what I do. We save cats from shelters, <laughs> you know, and this is why. You know. Absolutely. And again, if you're in a very niche space, if you're in a place that's prone to jargon, like it's really important that you just take a step back and think about what does it actually mean and how can I condense that information really, really quickly? Yes. Um, and a big hello to, uh, to Angelina Davis, who's saying, if you're looking for something to sell, uh, John, I have lots of um, junk for you to peddle. <laughs> um, she does not have junk. She has lovely artwork, which I'm sure you can find on Etsy. Um, I don't know the URL off the top of my head, but if you want to throw that in the chat, um, Angelina, we'd love to hear from you. And a hello to Vinny, who's joining us again this week. Great to have your company um, as well. Okay, so let's, uh, let's. I mean, we've been talking about cats, so let's really quickly play this and we'll get into our next segment. Right. We are constantly training our cats every interaction that we have with them. Mm -hmm. So when Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now, Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name, Johan. He loves that. That's a reward <laughs> for him. He mm -hmm. said, you, you just said my name. I would go over to him and I talk to him and be like, you can't be on the count. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding. That's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up 
and put him on the ground, mm. but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. Look at that branding on that promo. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Um, that that's a a, a segment from po- uh, Sam's podcast. Cute, uh, just getting around. Just getting around. Which you can learn more about at cuteavalanche.com. Yeah, I I don't feel like I'm really at my best this week. So please okay. please forgive me. Um, I'm I just, think we're just all to, a little. To make it work. Yeah, we're we're all a little like, oh, it's 2024 already. Oh, what happened there? <laughs> at the same time, glad to be here in the future because that last year. Meh. Yes, it's uh, and and I should. It's funny. I completely forgot, but this is literally our first show of the year. So happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, but happy New year. today we're talking about uh branding and whether that's branding yourself, branding your business, bar- uh, branding your charity or cause. Um, we want to think about how we can communicate what we do, why we do it, and how people can help us and how we can help them as well. So. We, we spoke briefly about sort of establishing who you are, but I think it's also important to uh, communicate how you do the things that you do. And yeah. I guess there are two parts to this. One is just in offering understanding to your audience about the things you do. And again, I'll get uh, Sam to speak about this in a moment, but it's quite tangible, the kind of outcomes that Cute Avalanche, for example, has in terms of fostering kittens and uh, you know, making sure that they're cared for and that they have food and, and medical expenses and all those wonderful things. Um, but again, I love, you know, Saeed in the chat sort of had this, uh, a, I can't even remember what it was. Let me just find it in the chat here again. Uh, start with Meow. Like, I love the idea of maybe having a tagline that really succinctly yeah. condenses the idea that you're you're referencing. I, I feel like that um, is the uh, the, the, like, e-course of creating 24-7 kitten cams <laughs> start with meow that's what that sells start with meow. that is exactly where that sounds <laughs> and again i you know from, from my perspective it's it's much more about um encouraging people to find their voice and how to, to learn to get comfortable behind a microphone and on camera and communicating and really building connections with people as well but um I guess before we get to maybe some of the specific ways that we put our messages out onto the internet, um, Sam, is, you know, obviously I alluded to the fact that, you know, with Cute Avalanche, people are seeing the kittens mostly in real time. They're getting to know them. You've got different litters. You've got different cat names. I, I popped into the community chat that you did the other day, and I've got to be really honest with you, Sam, um... Amanda rat rattled off maybe 30 different kitten names, and I don't really know who any of them were, but I'm sure people more embedded in that community would, would certainly get to know them, get to fall in love with them, and, and be very happy to, to support their development and their growth and ultimately finding their forever home. Yeah, I mean, and, and really when we talk about branding, like <clears throat> that is something that I have taken down to the level of those litters, whether intentionally or not at first, <clears throat> we very specifically picked out groups of names. You know, we didn't just go, oh, that one looks like a spot and this one's like a Charlene. And, you know, I made from the very first litter, we made a very big effort that these names were all related in some way. We had Cloudy and Stormy, you know, our first two litters. And from there, we would just find things that fit the property. We've had 
you know, uh, because Amanda is a super big Friends fan, we've had a Friends litter, we've had a Paw Wars litter and things like that. And occasionally I get my way and I go, this is a big movie right now, hence the Paw Wars litter. Maybe we <laughs> should do a litter that is related to something that is trending in things right now. So like, I think that's just another way of, you know, looking at branding on a smaller scale, like a micro scale. Um, uh, in, in general, I don't think that's what you really set me up to talk about necessarily. It's a great, great starting point. Yeah, but I, I, I think if if you've gotten that what we just talked about, you know, in the previous segment, if you've gotten that down, anything you do, any iteration you do, any project you take on can then be kind of part of that. Like the promo we just played for Just Kitten Around, Cute Avalanche has its own fonts and colors and things and that podcast took that knowledge to another place so it has its own unique branding that is based in the footholds of the master brand if you will so we you know that purple and that yellow come from that but it's slightly brighter maybe on the i think the purple's brighter i think the yellow is straight out um and then it's got its own font and its own thing um one of the other things and I think we're already set up to talk about this really later on that I just want to put out there before I lose the thought is that branding is not just you. It should extend to who your community is as well. So when we talk about, you know, John says there are probably people out there who know those litters, you know, better from like, you know, we've had people that have been with us for a year or two years which seems to be the cycle right now. Maybe we have some that are a little older that are just lurking in the shadows. Um, but in generally, we know who that community is because they do have kind of a brand to them. They are the kitten crew, but beyond that, yes, they are people who either are wannabe fosters or cat owners looking for cat, you know, uh, cat care tips and things like that or people who can't have cats for one reason or another. And that is, you know, sort of a broad scope of like, this is the community. Um, but we all hate dogs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it is worth sort of branding your community and knowing what that is and not just being like, I hope everybody watches me because that's not going to happen. It's funny. Um, and I, I'm going to tell you the name of this podcast because... Uh, but I, I learned of a podcast earlier in the week and they've, they, they just said they changed the name and they changed the name to something for everybody. Yeah. And I would <laughs> dare you, Sam, to try and guess what that podcast is about. <laughs> God. Um, it, it's probably about feel good humanitarian stories. It's actually mostly about meditation. Oh fuck! And I think, <laughs> me. like, I, I don't really want to call out that that person in particular, but it's it, like, you know, how do you search for that? And I think, you know, what are the the yeah. words that people in your audience are actually looking for? So, it is the danger because often we're so excited about the things that we do that, of course, we think they're awesome. Of course, we think everybody in the world should it should appreciate and enjoy them. But the yeah. reality is, that a lot of us are very deep in in particular niches. Um, 
Saeed, I know, makes a lot of content about Miro. I don't love that piece of software, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm subjected to that in my day job a little bit, but it's not my favorite thing. Um, right. So, you know, it's it's important that, you know, don't don't be too general. I know it is possible to niche probably too deeply, but I think it's really important to make sure that the content you're creating is for someone in particular. It's just not yes. for everybody. I, uh, um, but I guess, yep. I was going to say, I... I um, occasionally, uh, I've seen this practice in, uh, you know, like your your marketing teams and stuff like that. And I took it from that from basically a day, like something I picked up at Mob Crush for like a day. But yes, I specifically have uh, profiles of like, this is the average person that, you know, is watching. Like I made up a person, you know, this is the, you know, uh, Jenny, the cat owner who watches she's 35 and she loves coffee and all of these things. And like, literally that is a person, right? It's not someone I know watches our community, but that is kind of like what I narrowed down in my research of like, this is one of three people that is probably watching our show. You know, there was a lot of research done to that. I'm not going to just boldly say all of the things. I don't have it all memorized necessarily, but I think it is Mm -hmm. very helpful. Um, And speaking of Saeed, uh, he put this in, which problem do I solve for whom is, yeah, that's super powerful, I think. When you break your brand down to that, like what your knowledge is, this is, I think, super helpful. Like, I, yeah, I don't have the ability to help you with uh, horse problems or dog problems. Like, I'm not a vet. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to know my limitations in you know my knowledge base what I'm willing to put out there and then, you know, put that into sort of that branding, right? Absolutely. That's not important. Um, Okay, (laughs) cool. Uh, Yeah. So I, I I guess, you know, like don't, don't try to appeal to everybody. I think is is a really important message. Yes. Um, And, and just think, you know, in terms of how you communicate things, uh, you know, what are the words that you use that are understood in your community? Um, What are the things that people are likely to be searching for? But I guess if we think about specific ways of communicating our message, um, how we can actually put that out onto the internet. I, I've got a list of things. I might just rattle them off. And Sam, if you want sure. to speak to some, uh, we can do that after I've just read out this list. Okay. But certainly case studies, website mm-hmm. content, video, live streaming, images, social media, community. Um, you know, th- these are some of the things that I think are kinds of ways of, of doing this because especially with an audience, like it's it's really important that you can summarize basically what you do but the people that care about that will want to go deeper yeah and you know if again if i i draw upon the cats examples you know i know that you know sam and amanda are rescuing cat uh kittens um and they're caring for them but you know they're getting specific types of food they they have uh particular toys they like to play with um they have names and personalities and different litters so it's really useful that you go deep and I guess getting back to what, what Saeed mentioned was, you know, what is the problem I solve and who do I solve it for? Don't be afraid to give away your, your information and your ways of working. People often get really scared of revealing their secret recipe, their, their yes. secret source. And the truth is, assuming that what you're doing is actually worthwhile and you're not just copying and pasting out of ChatGPT... Um, <laughs> Most people will look at what you do, go, that's amazing, but that's entirely too much, too many steps. Can you please do it for me? 
Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I guess because this is the video and live streaming show, Sam, maybe we should dig a little deeper into specific uses for video and live streaming. But um, yeah, talk to me about how you're using video, like um, video on demand um, for, for Kit Avalanche. You know, I, I think badly is <laughs> is really the start <laughs> of that. Uh, I, I have goals for this year to actually specifically address that in in a long form vod you know uh, arena where previously we've been doing a lot of kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and a lot of that has been i don't have time to actually throw the right stuff at the wall that i want to test so i've just been throwing micro stuff which is in the form of shorts um and i don't necessarily think that meme slash comedy stuff straight out is uh the the vast appeal though it's gotten a decent amount it it really stands out in um a few like a small handful of videos where story is very um prominent mm -hmm. and like honestly i i think in everything we do when we talk about branding we talk about marketing and stuff like that i think people have this innate hesitance of like uh, it's so fake. It's, uh, it's this thing that's so manipulative and blah, blah, blah. And the truth of it is like, we're just trying to give you sort of building blocks to use in story and story is, is really everything. I think, you know, I think that's going to improve everything you want. Right. Cause if you're just out there trying to sell something, people are going to see that and it's going to be the effect that I have when I'm on TikTok and the first three words of like, I can't believe this is in the TikTok scroll shop and it's gone, <laughs> right? Because who wants that? You want the like investment of like how this thing is super cool and super important. So, you know, the videos we're looking to do are going to be more uh, story based where it's like, this is, you know, this litter that we got, like, last year we had all these opportunities that i just didn't have the time and i fell flat on you know we had a completely blind cat our first completely blind cat and we you know i did not put that video together i have footage so i probably will still put the video together even though uh that has you know that cat's gone and i think that's another sort of hurdle for a lot of creators is like i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna do this thing i've waited too long and now it's like that thing where my friend called me and I didn't call them right back. And now it's been three weeks and I'm like, Ooh, right. It's that same sort of feeling of like, is it too late to do this? No, just do it. Um, so yeah, I think that is, that is what we're going to be focusing on this year is like doing story-based long form video. <laughs> and I think long story that, I guess there, are, there, there are a couple of threads in that, that I want to unpick mm -hmm. um, a little bit. And yeah. I guess, you know, I've already mentioned that a lot of the things I do are very much about personal branding. So making people aware of who I am and what I can help people with. Um, but it's, it's so I'm kind of central to the content, but it's it's not about me. It's really about what I can do for you or how I can help you or how I can educate you. So it's really important that, you know, and, you know, it's literally called personal branding, but we don't really want to make it all about us. We want to think about who right. we're talking to. We want to talk to them directly and, you know, whether that's in a live stream setting where we can read usernames and things or whether it's in a more general sense by referring to you um, directly, um, you know, the, that's a, another way of creating a connection with the audience as well. 
I must admit, um, I, I create a lot of... Well, I say I create a lot. I wish I could create more. I only have so much time and energy. I'm in a very similar situation in that regard yep. as Sam. Um, but, you know, YouTube is, is constantly telling me... I, I get an email almost every week saying, hey, you should upload a YouTube short. And I, I spend some time creating a YouTube short. I created one the other day. I learned this thing and I thought it was really cool and I wanted to tell the world and it's had a whole seven views on YouTube. Um, so, I mean, that in itself wasn't terribly uh, exciting. But the interesting thing was I shared that same information on LinkedIn. It was much more interesting for that audience. And I guess in that example, it was because I was trying to overcome uh, a shortcoming with LinkedIn Live. Uh, as much as I love LinkedIn, LinkedIn Live is not a great experience. And if you are watching there, I may or may not see all your comments. Uh, you may have some some lag and some some issues there as well. So I apologize, but if, if you can join me on YouTube, do that instead. Um, so yes, I mean, those are certainly things to keep in mind. Um, but let me check in with the chat because there are a few yeah. things I want to talk to. Uh, Business Growth Ready over on YouTube says, it can't be 2024, it's only May 2023, surely. That feels about right. Um, yeah. it's, it's really <laughs> interesting because I think some people felt like Last year went really quickly, and for me, it just seemed to last forever. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Insomnia Doodles writes, it's uh, also pretty cool just to hang out with like-minded people and watch kittens play together. The interactive uh, ga chat games make it even better too. Yep. Uh, Enda Trading is watching from, from Tokyo. I don't know if you're always in Tokyo. Um, I've never really known where you were, but thank you um, for, for uh, joining us. Saeed is saying that he prefers authenticity over an overly branded alter ego. And I think um, in some ways, Saeed's a really interesting example because he has his his brand and I think it's the facilitator, which is part facilitator, part entertainer. Um, but people know him as an individual. And I think that's the oh, really yeah. interesting thing that I see is that a lot of people that are associated with their company that's one thing but people know them in their own right which is also really good um enter trading said i stopped creating shorts not worth the effort so it can be a little hit and miss i i've got to be honest there have been times when i've been super excited about creating them and other times where i just look at them and go this isn't moving the needle on anything for me but your your mileage may vary <laughs> yeah i i've 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 gotten enough you know, good reaction from them that it's hard for me to like, be like, no, I'm going to stop that. Like, mm. I do think putting the effort into long form has a uh, better potential for long term, long term, long term uh, visibility. And the, the short, but the shorts like peak so fast and so much higher than any of the current long form stuff that it's like, uh, I can't stop. But I think there is a way, um, to create both in concert, you know, so you're making yeah. a long form video and two or three or four shorts that point back to it that are maybe a couple are clips from it. And then one or two are related things that add additional information to the original video. And I guess, you know, it's one of those personal cliches of mine that opportunities are everywhere, but opportunity mm -hmm. cost is real. So yeah. There there are all kinds of things you you could do, but in reality you have a certain finite amount of time and energy and money. So you've got to decide where you wanna put you put your focus. Yep. So we'll uh we'll come back. Um Walter's actually got a great question, which I think will lead you nicely to the next segment. So we'll get to that one in just a second. But before we do, 
I'm going to press one of these buttons. Which one will I press? I'll press this one here. Hi, I'm John Lacey. And in Build a Presentation Muscle, I want to talk about finding your voice, refining and sharing your message, using tools and technology to share that message, and looking after yourself as a creator. You know, before you go on to Walter saying, I just wanted to kind of bring back something uh, Insomnia had said about uh, the Cute Avalanche live stream and uh, the interactive chat games. And one of the things I was going to say along those lines, but I kind of went down the rabbit hole of VOD format and, you know, long form and VOD stuff is that, um, you know, I think part of the whole thing at Cute Avalanche is that we're actually starting to build like almost a story beyond the reality, which is we've saved kittens and we do stuff and we've created all of these games. And now there's almost a mythos happening as well. And like a world building thing that's going on, which is a lot, probably 90% me, but at the same time, <laughs> really entertaining for at least me. And I think everyone else likes to play the game. So we'll see what happens with that this year. All right, let's do the next part. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Um, so let's, uh, we'll start with Walter's question. I should say too, this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Uh, today we're talking all about branding. So whether that's personal branding, whether that's show branding, whether that's for your business or your charity or cause. Um, but let's talk about uh, the core of your message and let's refer to Walter's question specifically. Uh, what would be three practical ways for a new live streamer in building their channel, personal brand, and message? Do you want to start with this one, Sam? Wait, I got to break this down more. What would be three practical ways for... Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, it goes back to what we started with in, you know, the the why you're doing what you're doing, who you are, and what your value is to bringing to the show whatever you're bringing um, and isolating your community. And then I think the last part would be what we're going to talk about in the next uh, category, which is the visual element of all of that. So the, the colors, the fonts, the, you know, the imagery. I think, is that, is that the answer to that? <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's that's a good perspective. Um, yeah. I guess, you know, and we're, we're going to be talking about actually starting a YouTube channel next week on the show, so we probably get a little bit more granular then. Yeah. But I guess for me, in terms of a channel specifically for YouTube, I'm thinking the channel name, which is sort of the, the YouTube Definitely. handle. Yeah. Um, make sure that it's it's meaningful. It's got some keywords in there that people are likely to be looking for. Um, you do have an about section. The, the way the about section works on YouTube has changed a little bit, but a little yeah. bit of text there to give some context and some set some expectations are really, really good too. But thirdly, like, you know, what is, what is the thing that you're going to help people with and how are you going to communicate that? And there are actually a whole bunch of places you can work with that yeah. kind of information. So on a profile, we do have a banner image, so you could certainly incorporate some text and yeah. images into that to let people know what you're doing. You also have the ability to showcase your videos and or your live streams there as well. So you can create playlists about specific topics, give that a meaningful title with the keywords that people are likely to be looking for, give it a description as well, and just organize some of those things. But I guess, and we'll talk about this now because this is really what this segment is about, um, but I think in some ways, you know, how you show up is is just as important as 
you know, what you actually say when you do show up. So I think it's really important that you show up as yourself, that you, you know, you'd be authentic. And I know that's a, it's a really important, meaningful word, but unfortunately in some circles, and I'm looking at you, LinkedIn, um, it's become a buzzword that I think a lot of people use without really understanding. So if you show up as yourself, if you're sort of honest and earnest and transparent about the kinds of things that you want to do, and that's not to, to say that you can't sell or promote things, but just let people know if you're doing that. Um, yep. and, and I guess the other thing too is consistency. And we talk about consistency in terms of showing up um, and when you show up, but also how you show up. So are you the same person each week? Are you jumping around and chasing different shiny objects and doing different trends and just whatever the new the new hot thing is? Like, I really... I, I hear Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting say this thing about be the most talked about podcast. And on the one hand, like, I can appreciate the logic behind that, but on the other hand... A lot of the things that are discussed are discussed because they're really bad or they're really right. awful or they're very tinfoil hat. And I kind of just want to be a reliable yeah. person that people know and can trust and hopefully like and, and come to depend on. So I think that's really important. Um, so, you know, just, just keep those things in mind. And again, we'll talk about setting up a YouTube channel next week on the show so we can unpack that even further. Yeah. So I guess I think- now that we're here and we're talking... Sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, go, I was going to say, yeah, I think I think I, uh, Walter set us up perfectly for next week and everything we wanted to yes. talk about, we just <laughs> talked about in 10 seconds. But also what you were saying about, um, you know, not being the most talked about podcast. I don't necessarily strive to, you know, be viral and uh, the most talked about because I would rather be talked about well. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's one of those things that so many people seek virality in that sense. And unless you're in a position to build upon it, um, it's, it's very fleeting. And it's, you know, you're, you're maybe the meme of the moment and then people, yeah. they <clears throat> laugh and they leave, essentially. And, and so, as a side note to going viral, as someone who had a video that hit one, 1 million views back in uh, 2010, um, if you haven't done the work to like do the regular thing and build the habits, which is, this is totally separate from this show and like, but know who your what your brand is and all of that and have that sort of body of work behind you. If you do go viral, you're not going to know what to do with it. It's going to be this thing that just slips right through your fingers and you're going to be like, well, that happened. It was neat for 24 or 48 hours. And now I'm back to whatever I was doing. Whereas if you've done the work and you know who you are, You've got all these other things to point to. When that one video pops off, you can reply to all of those comments that are coming in with like, oh, if you liked that, check this out. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I do it. It's all there for you. Like this just helps you in that moment. And maybe that viral thing lasts for a few weeks. Who knows? It's a fleeting thing. But if you can have uh, the sort of safety net to jump on it, then, then you'll be more prepared. One of those absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess you know the 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 title of this segment is literally just core, and I kind of again this is in a lot of ways this is about knowing yourself and knowing your business and or your cause, but like what are the core principles and ideas that you represent, and how do you let your audience know about these? So 
one of the things that I say, and you know, I mentioned it before the last promo, like I literally have personal cliches that are things that I believe in and I really feel strongly about and I communicate often. And I guess in some ways, people are often really self-conscious about repeating themselves. But the truth is, people need to hear your core messages and your core ideas more than once to really understand them, to internalize them. I mean, there's a reason why you don't see just a Super Bowl ad one time and never again. Like, There is a reason why you have to have multiple lessons to really learn something. So... I think it's 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 useful. And again, once you've kind of established what those things are, you can think about um, building them into personal taglines and, and, and personal cliches. So um, I, I guess, do you have anything to add to that or should I move yeah, on I to mean, the next? I, you know, I, I think when you look at taglines and cliches and things like that, you still want to really see how much of um you know your your keywords and tags can be put into things like that you know there's a lot of people out there who have a tagline like stay strong um which means absolutely nothing outside of the context of i said it a lot of times right but you know if, if you've got something that you think about more and actually has like one or two of those keywords that are relevant to whatever it is you're doing, then it's going to be more obvious to the random person that sees somebody tweeting that thing back to you or out into the ether. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. This is about cats. I'm going to go check that out. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just, you know, (laughs) be strategic in your fun. (laughs) And I guess like that, that's the whole other thing because Often you will be really close to something and it'll make total sense to you and you might need to take a step back. You might need to get some feedback from some other people. And it took me, I, I want to say, 12, 13 episodes of me doing my podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle, to really come up with the the central idea and the, the way of expressing that, which is showcasing your expertise through content creation. And once I sort of got to that, because a lot of people didn't understand it, and I I kind of explained in the first episode why I go back to that, and that is essentially that it was the thing that I started when I was nervous. I'm like, every time I go live, I'm building a presentation muscle. It's much more about me developing my skills than the particular live or the particular video. And, you know, I'm not going to live or die by the success or failure of the last thing I created. I'm really going to focus on building my presentation uh, abilities, my teaching abilities, my abilities to express myself. And I think, you know, that 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 sort of ta- sub tagline, if you will, um, didn't exist for the first um, handful of episodes because I, I personally hadn't arrived at that understanding yet. And I think, you know, that's the other thing we kind of tell people is don't wait until you feel ready because you'll never really feel ready. You just need to start doing things and start getting some feedback. But I guess in terms of communicating our core messages, Sam, um, you know, how how do you actually show up? And I guess there, there are all kinds of opportunities. And whether you're showing up as yourself or as a, as a business or as a, a brand, like, do you, what is your tone of voice like? Is it personal? Is it professional? Is it funny? Is it lighthearted? Are you talking in first person or is it a third person arrangement? Um, you know, these are some of the things. And I know that you you actually use a lot of humor in a lot of the things you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a, I like to think I'm a pretty funny guy, but I'm just worried that my sense of humor will get so lost in translation, it's not even worth bringing to the table. 
So I guess yeah, I'd be I, curious to hear how you think about that. You know, I, I, I think there's always going to be some amount of um, you as a creator, uh, your personality as a creator in the things you're creating, unless you're working for a bigger brand. If you're working for yourself, you know, you're building out a live stream, a YouTube channel, a podcast, this is a thing that you are a core you know, front-facing part of, you are the personality of, right? It's going to have to have some of your personality in it. And you're really just taking a heightened version of that personality. And as someone who does three distinct things, this stream and the kitten cam and the Sam Proof stuff, I have three variations of myself that I hold to different rules where the kitten cam, 99% of it, is uh, like family friendly. I cannot take it to a level I will take on the Sam Proof channel where I can be a little looser and a little sarcastic or drop a few F-bombs and things like that. This is somewhere in the middle. I do a lot more dad jokes and puns on the kitten cam. I do a fair amount of those wherever I am, but a lot more over there if I can. Like it is a definite part of that whole thing. It is, you know... um, obviously more cat related so it's a lot more cat jokes but yeah there are distinct uh variations that i have laid out for myself and i am aware of what they are you know part of it is if you are doing something online and you have any hope of ever getting any money coming in from anything outside of platform-based ads you want a sponsorship a brand deal anything like that you do have to actually, uh, you know, fall into a family-friendly or at least PG, you know, sort of version of yourself, most likely. Um, there are a few brands out there that are, like, going to look for the more extreme things. But in general, you're going to play the cards that are, you know, in front of you. You want to play the right ones so that you get those brand deals. Keep it family-friendly if you can. Um, and that's, you know, that's how I had looked at all of this stuff. I was like... This is who I am. If I am left unfiltered, uh, it's going to be this thing. Do I want it to be this thing or not? But also, take that with a grain of salt that once the cameras are off, I am not this person whatsoever. Like I'm like, let's just chill out. I don't care. We'll do stuff. Uh, you know, like this is very it's- put on, but not in a fake way. It is a, you know, a part of me that I, you know, uh, inflate. <laughs> and it's funny, um, Saeed mentioned in the, the chat earlier, be yourself is, is something Don't that every personal uh, brand <laughs> guru ever yeah. says. Um, and I, I, I feel like I'm myself, but in some ways I'm a more polite version of myself because it's I'm someone who version, suffers yeah. with, with aches and pains in my body all yeah. of the time. And I have to kind of put those aside um, And when I'm showing up. And I try to be a more polite version of myself. I... Yeah. I see a lot of weird things online and I, you know, I try to just keep scrolling or keep it to myself or tell it to one friend privately rather than make, you know, I'm not the kind of person that goes out seeking arguments online. I know some no. people that's, that's just their hobby. I think they grew up maybe in the debate yeah. club and they just live for that stuff. I don't need that drama in my life. And for me, like the thing, and, and I know it's it's difficult to explain to a lot of people, especially on LinkedIn, is like, I'm not selling anything. I just want to share and I want to help people. So at the end of the day, if I tell you OBS is cool, I'm telling you OBS is cool because I love it, not because they're giving me 
a paid version or a you know they it's literally free software they would they wouldn't do that but right that's my whole <laughs> they thing. don't like, have a so many people that. out there are like use this because i'm getting 50 percent of whatever you spend with this affiliate link um and yeah. i guess for me like that and it's not to say that i won't ever sort of uh you know look down those channels but right now i just love the ability to be really um, to be really straightforward and honest with, you know, what something does, why it might be helpful, why it might or might not be useful for you. And ultimately, you've got to try things out and decide, you know, I see so many quote unquote gurus that are like, do this and all your problems will be solved. And the reality is they're either selling something, they're communicating yep. something about their own preferences. They can't guarantee your results. You <clears> need to try it, see if it works for you personally and, you know, just just get involved and, and have an experience with it. Um, there is LinkedIn you and there is iMessage you is something that Saeed has said in the chat. Um, I don't use iMessage, but I appreciate where that sentiment is coming from. So this is the video on live streaming show. We're going to talk about the the visual aspect of this in just a moment. Um, but I um, thank you so much for joining us today as well. I'm going to press one of these magical buttons. I've forgotten which one, but I think it's this one. If you've been watching us for a while or this is your first time and you're thinking, Sam, John, this is great stuff but I'm wearing a lot of hats already and I don't need to add this to my list of things that I'm doing, but I really want to live stream. I've got you covered. I've been a freelance technical director and stream operator for 20 years, and I can help you either with one-on-one -on -one counseling, setups of shows, or even run your whole show for you. Get in touch with me, samproof at gmail.com or find out more at samproof.tv. Now that guy's selling something. I think he is, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, if you do have excess um, funds and you, you want help with that stuff, Sam can certainly help you out. So get in yeah. touch with him. But this is the video on live streaming show. We're talking all about branding today. And, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people think about your your logo and your graphics and, and your fonts and things. And obviously, that's not the only thing that comprises uh, people's experience of your brands, but it's certainly an important thing. And we wanted to, to spend the last segment sort of talking about this. So I guess, um, and I, I feel a little bit hypocritical because the thing that I would normally tell you is, you know, make sure this stuff is consistent so your audience yes. can can see and recognize you. And just in the interest of experimentation, the stream I've scheduled for next week has none of my branding on it at all. And it's funny, it's it's got the YouTube logo on it. A number of people have told me that they've tried clicking on the, the play button, uh, not realizing it was just a static image. But let's, I, I guess let's talk about it. And I guess, Sam, if you want to start, because I know you have um, a bit of show and tell on that front. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, so I think John mentioned a little bit of this here and there, but... Um... You know, when we talk about branding, we're talking about a lot of different things, uh, as well as the visuals of it, which include like your fonts and your colors. And so I have our uh, cute avalanche master branding sheet or a style guide. Um, and this is, you know, really just for me. So it's not the fanciest looking thing in the world, but I've spent a lot of time analyzing what I like and don't like about certain things. And you can go down an entire rabbit hole of what colors have what psychological effects and things like that. And this is what I ended up with. And really, again, this is just a sheet for me. So I just made it, you know, in a Google Doc that I can reference whenever I need it. It's great to have this because A, I have the colors visually available to me so I can do a eyedrop, you know, picker from any software if I need to get my colors 
or I have the hex codes right up there and I can see how they look on white or black, uh, as well as a few fonts. Um, and uh, I actually have a few other fonts that I've been using recently based on certain programs just don't have the, uh, the font library that I want. So, you know, that's, that's how I do it. That's what it looks like. I have an entire section underneath this that is uh, the primal branding. I'm not going to go into all of this right now. I did use ChatGPT to kind of spruce it up a little bit uh, and expand on some of the ideas that I have. But you can look up primal branding and grab those elements. It's about eight or nine different elements, a lot of which we've already talked about. And just have that in a sheet that's available to you. Um, the other thing I wanted to throw up real quick, I didn't like the way that phrase came out, is uh, Microsoft <laughs> recently released Microsoft Designer, which is an AI, but also has this little, um, oh, that's a weird layout. Let's I don't know, do let's just get rid of us or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I can't even do that. Can I? Anyway, it's no, this, I... this is the, the brand card that it creates for you. You can go, it's like designer.microsoft.com and spend one minute going, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called this. It is about live streaming and YouTube content creation and it will auto-generate three of these really quickly, and you can scroll through them and be like, I kind of like this one. And then you can modify it. Uh, you can pick your own fonts. You can pick your own colors. You can upload your own logo. But it gives you this nice brand card. And if you're starting from scratch, it might be a really good way to start it out of just like, okay, yeah, uh, this, this is kind of the general color palette I like, and maybe these are good fonts for me. And then just take it and go from there. Okay, cool. Um, and, and I mean, there are all kinds of graphics tools out there that will help you with that. Um, you know, I, it, it's fairly well documented how little I enjoy AI. So I'm just going to move on from, from that particular part of that. But right. again, if you can, I, and again, I really wanted to show you something visually on the screen today, but I just haven't had ch a chance this week to organize it. But essentially, if you can think about um, developing a, a mood board and some, some brand assets yeah. and bringing in your, your different colors, uh, your, your typefaces, um, typography, logos, the kinds of images and treatments that you're likely to use, um, you know, it's, it's a great place to sort of start experimenting with those, get a sense of yeah. what will work well for you. Last week on the show, um, I spoke about sort of visual elements branding elements for for live streams and you know i i spoke about how i use microsoft powerpoint as a graphics tool and a lot of that you know and to be honest it doesn't really matter what tool you're using they they all do pretty much the same sort of thing but the really important thing is that you try stuff out and you experiment and you iterate and you know, there's a good chance, like some some weeks I will have a very good personal sense of what I think a thumbnail should look like. And other weeks right. I'm just trying 15 different things until something works. And in the <laughs> software context, you know, the ability to duplicate a piece of work via an artboard or a slide, depending on the kind of software you're using, can be really, really useful. Um, I guess, you know, if, if I do a little bit of shameless promo for my newsletters here and put this on the screen... Um, you kind of get a sense of the kinds of visual elements that, that form um, part of my personal branding. And again, obviously this show is a combination of Sam and I, and we both have our own sort of distinct styles. And 
in some ways, a lot of the things you're seeing on this stream are things that I've created. So they kind of have my conventions and sometimes Sam will, will bring his own flair to things or use his own thumbnails. But, you know, you'll see that there are very particular fonts that I use. There are yes. a particular gradients color that I have even in the background of my webcam. Um, you know, there are com combinations of things. And I guess the other thing too, like the ability to reuse existing assets that you already have. So um, yeah. like this is the Learn Live Streaming newsletter. The left-hand side of each of these thumbnails is actually a video thumbnail from YouTube, which I've just kind of repositioned a little bit. And then most weeks, there's sort of a second segment, which is in a column towards the right. Um, and that's that's become a bit of a, a personal convention. And I can very easily duplicate things in PowerPoint and rearrange them, put them together. But obviously, you know, Sam and I are in these... Um, up until a few weeks ago, I was using the same picture of Sam in literally everything, um, but he has, he's tell? kindly donated some other photos that I'm using now. Um, but again, you'll see that. And I've also got the, the learn OBS side of things, which again is, is just me. Um, but you'll see that obviously the, the OBS studio logo features quite predominantly in those. Um, but there is a lot of the same sort of branding elements. So in some ways, it's just a matter of, of thinking about what uh, what speaks to your audience and what is representative of you. Again, I realize the thumbnail I'm using for next week's show is completely left field, has nothing to do with any of my branding. And I'm just curious to see how that, that goes. I may just never do that again. We'll find out I in like time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's, um, I, I think in some ways, as much as it is about communicating our our personal brands and getting some recognition, people don't already know us. So people that are returning will have a sense of who we are, but most people won't. Um, and I kind of, I, I just want to mention this ever so incidentally, Sam, but I, I meant, I spoke to somebody about you yesterday um, and I guess they Googled you and it, what came up was the internet Viking, uh, which I know is something that you sort of used to refer to yourself in the past. Yep. And I just wonder like, is that, I, don't, I feel like that's an old thing that probably just hasn't been edited away yet, but I'm curious as your thoughts on that I, one. I still kind of reference that. It's not something that I ever like, you know, made any sort of, uh, you know, heads or tails of. I never really, I don't even remember if I came up with that or my friend uh, Sax Carr might've come up with that. Uh, and it's just something that kind of happened. So for for the nostalgia of it, I'm I'm not ready to bury it, but I I yeah I've only recently thought uh, of like doubling down on it. But I, I at the same time, I, I think I'm not going to be worrying so much about the Samproof brand in the year going forward and trying to put any of that energy into Cute Avalanche. So we'll mm -hmm. see. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but feel free um, to call I, me that. I guess the other <laughs> thing too, and I, I'm I'm kind of too low in the frame for most people to appreciate this but obviously i have a logo for my my personal brand stuff and if you do have a logo especially if it's in a vector format you have the ability to print it on all kinds of things um whether they're coffee mugs or uh, these are actually embroidered um polo shirts and some some t-shirts so i mean that stuff is really cool i just coincidentally i have this coffee mug with me today that i'm sipping peppermint tea out of so that in itself is really cool but um I guess once you start building these things, once you start getting a sense of who you are visually, like 
in a lot of ways, I think the hardest part is starting completely from scratch. So if you've got any kind of existing materials to draw upon, I think that's a great place to start. You can, you can start with those assets. And again, I think it's important to think in terms of themes and variations, because if yeah. every thumbnail is identical, that's going to get boring quickly. But equally, if every thumbnail is completely unrelated, then people right. may not recognize you as the creator. So it's definitely a balance there and you can sort of experiment. I guess, especially on, on YouTube, <clears throat> probably most places, you have the ability to switch up that, that thumbnail later on in time. So if you do f decide that it's not working or it's not quite right for you, you can certainly revisit that in the future. Um, but I think it's it's a really good thing to to think about. Um, yeah, so I guess we are kind of um, beginning to wrap up here, Sam. So do you have any final thoughts um, on yeah, the subject I, I think, generally? I think specifically with like YouTube in mind, having, you know, those visual uh, branding guides down so that you do have sort of a template so you're not starting from scratch for every single thumbnail uh, is really important because you want that sort of visual cue of like, oh yeah, that's John Lacey. I'm going to learn something about OBS, right? That's what that video is. I can pick, I can pick that out of the mess of videos that it serves me up on the homepage. Because there's a lot of people where you go to their channel and it looks like a different homepage where it's like 20 different, you know, thumbnails and they're not related. They might as well not be from the same creator because there's no consistency there. So having that is just a benefit to, you know, uh, signaling out that this is something from you. Within that, if you start to find that you have different content within your own channel, creating those slight iterations, uh, you know, within the brand um, can then be the cue to, this is when I actually talk about Restream at this point, or StreamYard, and this is what the OBS ones look like if I have like an entire, you know, uh, series of things. But with, you know, um, but trying to stay consistent and, you know, obviously, as John said, you know, have, have, have each thumbnail be unique. You don't want the same thumbnail a hundred times over. You do want them to stand out on their own, uh, and just have that sort of similar style guide applied to each one, I think is super important. Absolutely. Um, and next week on the show, we are going to be talking about starting a YouTube channel. So if you've been wanting to start one for ages, maybe you have started one and you just want to revisit it for the new year, we're certainly going to explore that. Um, but Sam, where can people learn more about you and your, watch your videos and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can head over to samproof.tv and find all of my uh, social links at the top left there. If you scroll down, you can actually find my portfolio and see the other things I'm working on. Uh, and if you didn't get enough cat talk this this stream, which this had the most we've ever had, uh, head over to <laughs> cuteavalanche.com and uh, you can find our 24-7 kitten cam there as well as many other things and uh, keep us fostering throughout the new year. Nice. And if you want to catch up with anything I'm up to, you can head over to johnlacy.com. whole bunch of articles and OBS tutorials and different things. And there are social links at the bottom of those pages as well. So you can come and find me. I'm predominantly on YouTube and LinkedIn. Uh, but thank you so much for your company, everybody. It's, it's always exciting to have so much happening in the chat. We do hope that you've had a good start to the new year. Um, in fact, I'm, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm, I'm, I decided I'm going to, um, just because I know Insomnia Doodles and a few others are, are following the progress of this. 
I have physically received my shiny new computer and it's massive <laughs> and it's beautiful. Unfortunately, they shipped me the wrong power connection. Um, so um, they, they've sent another one. It's on its way. Hopefully I should have it by Monday. But right now it's just a giant paperweight. There's nothing I can do with it. I physically can't uh, turn it on. It's one of those things I kind of assumed that all uh, computers and monitors had the same basic um, power plug type but in reality because the the cpu is so power hungry they deliberately have a different pin orientation so you don't accidentally use the wrong cable so that's that's both exciting and mildly annoying but i'll, I'll have an update um for you probably next week on the show so thank you so much for joining us uh take care everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon see you next week oh and at the end of the month we'll be on the huddle with walter strong we definitely will <laughs>